1: All right, the UFC's first event of 2021 goes down tomorrow afternoon on Fight Island with a big-time main event at 145 pounds, the first mixed martial arts main event in the new Etihad Arena in Abu Dhabi, and the first mixed martial arts main event to be broadcast on ABC, a network with a rich history in the combat sports world, as we welcome you to the UFC Fight Island 7 preview show here on MMAFighting.com. I am Mike Heck, being joined in Abu Dhabi by Jose Youngs and the Prince of Positivity, Alex Kaylee. Gentlemen, a lot to like about this card, a lot of interesting storylines, but Jose, let us begin with the main event. Max Holloway is going to compete in his first non-title fight since that crazy win over Ricardo Lamas at UFC 199. He takes on the surging New Englander calvin cater this is the fight everybody wanted this is the fight calvin cater wanted certainly doesn't seem to be the fight that max holloway wanted at first but he seems pretty damn excited about it now as you've heard and have probably seen in these face-offs so now that we're less than 24 hours away from this one jose what do you think of this piece of business to cap off the first event of 2021 for the ufc
2: i mean it's a great main event especially for the ufc's debut on abc uh max Holloway's never been in a boring fight calvin cater is Obviously, hasn't has looked like a world beater as of late. Knocked out a, a who's who at featherweight, and I think uh, a win here. I don't think I don't know if it gets him a title fight. It might he might have to he might have to fight maybe one more, especially because the beats out there and is yeah, still flowing around out there. But it's uh. He's, he said it himself enough, no other featherweight's gone. He, he was the most active featherweight in the top five in the UFC. So uh, a win keeps that trend going. Uh win over Max Holloway, who's the number one ranked featherweight in the world. Can't shake your head at that. Uh, so, yeah, absolutely phenomenal fight uh, for the UFC's debut at ABC. I, I don't want to say it's going to be fight of the night, but it's it's not going to be a bad fight. I'll tell you that much.
1: <laughs> AK, I think you and everybody else in the MMA space knows how I feel about this matchup. I've been giddy from the get go. First fight card to air on ABC for the UFC and the sport of mixed martial arts. You'd be hard pressed to find a better matchup to put on the poster for this one, right, AK? Mike, I'm going to say it before you do. Oh, the New England
0: Cartel uh, in the main a main event on ABC first show of first uh, UFC first UFC show of 2021. I should have let you say it. Uh, yes, the New England Cartel is being represented, of course, including Calvin Kader and uh, Rob Font, who we may see main eventing later this year. Who knows? But uh, yeah, it's 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 a big deal. And uh, as Jose said, they they really. I don't think could have could have found a much better uh, you know non-title fight uh, for this first ABC show it's just it's two guys who are really good to the media really exciting fighters great stories Max Holloway a super fan favorite which i think if you can see you know anyone's reaction to the two Volkanovsky losses it kind of tells you just how popular uh, max holloway is he's so, somehow in losing i think he's become even more popular um, you know i think people people there's just something about him that really appeals he's he's kind of cool sometimes he's he's got that laid back it is what it is style you know uh, and i think that's going to play really well on on national television so um, and uh, abc that is specifically because he's been on national television before and uh, cater again you know he like he's got that I hate to say it, but you know, America loves that Boston sports story, don't they? They love they love that Boston sports scene. He's so representative of, of Massachusetts and New England, and uh, and if he wins, uh, it'll be a great story. He's he's a really nice guy, really hardworking. He's been in the game for a long, 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 long time, uh, and it feels like if anything, the spot's a little bit overdue. Uh, and he's really being rewarded, yeah, for sort of the efforts he's put forth uh, in the last couple of years, taking all the tough fights, uh, including including fighting Zabit on on short notice.
1: Jose, there's been a lot said about where Max Holloway's head is at. Like, is he over the two losses to Volkanovsky, especially the second fight in July? He's saying he feels like the champion, saying, you know, things like 80 to 90% of people thought, I won that fight. Cater told me when we spoke a few weeks back, he thinks there's a chance Holloway is looking past him. And if that's the case, it's going to be a huge mistake and a long night for Max Holloway. And that's an interview Max has watched or read because throughout a lot of his interviews, he has referenced Calvin Cater saying that, along along the way here so are you concerned at all where max's head might be heading into this thing or not at all
2: no not at all max holloway is one of his fight iq is is, is is some of the best in all of mixed martial arts and all of combat sports in general. He knows the task at hand. Uh, at Media Day, we talked to him about you know Volkanovski and Brian Ortega and this and that, and he is solely focused on Calvin Cater. He's, he himself said he doesn't even really watch fighting, so uh, he didn't watch too much of Calvin at all. He, he was obviously aware of him as the champion, considering Calvin was uh, uh, was tearing through the, the rest of the division while while he reigned the to top. But no, Max Holloway is not taking Calvin Cater lightly whatsoever because he wants the belt back. He, he feels like he's the champ, but he wants to be the champ. And the only way he can continue to, 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 to push towards getting either a, a, a fight against, like especially if Brian Ortega wins, uh, you're, they, if Max Holloway beats Kyle McKay and Brian Ortega beats Alexander Volkanovsky, like that's the fight to make is Brian Ortega versus Max Holloway too. So Max Holloway is fully aware that, uh, and I think Matt Schnell said it best. He's not fighting on this card, but he just did media day to day. Winning solves all your problems. And that's exactly how Max Holloway needs to view this fight. Like, great, he, he, great, Max, he's, he doesn't have the belt. Uh, he's, not getting the, he, he's not getting the black championship fight kid. He's not, he's not, he doesn't have the C next to name, but if he doesn't win, he can't get any closer to that. So not, there is no part of my body that feels like Max Holloway is taking this fight lightly.
1: We talked about this on Between the Links, AK. I think this is going to be a very big year for the featherweight division after, let's be honest, a pretty quiet 2020. We got the title fight. We got Ortega's win over the Korean Zombie. I'll even throw Josh Emmett beating Shane Burgos in there. And then, like Jose referenced, two big wins for Calvin Cater. Holloway's 29 years of age, still a young man, but he's heading into this fight, a loser of his last two fights. Cater's a veteran. He's getting better the new england cartel is enjoying this impressive surge people are starting to recognize them but i'm curious a win is obviously massive here ak if cater wins i kind of disagree with jose i think his next fight is absolutely for the belts if holloway wins not out of the question especially if brian ortega beats volkanovsky whatever that fight happens so to the winner goes the spoils Ak, but how far of a setback will this be in the championship conversation for the man who does not get his hand raised tomorrow
0: it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that because I, I agree with you. I think Cater sort of has. Uh, the more obvious path, like you said, I, I think regardless of, of who wins between uh, Ortega and Volkanovski, if Cater wins, especially in impressive fashion against Holloway, he should get the shot. Yes, Zabit is out there. Yes, Zabit beat him, but again, Zabit's year of inactivity, unfortunately, kind of pushes him to the side for now. And, and I'm sure he would, he would, uh, he would say he should that Cater should have to get through him. I don't think he gets to call that shot anymore. Uh, and Holloway, yes, if Ortega wins instant title shot for Holloway he dominated uh, Ortega in their first meeting uh, and, and so the rematch makes a lot of sense uh, but if if Volkanovski wins there's almost no way they can book that rematch so how much a loss sets, sets uh, whoever back really also depends again on if that uh, Volkanovski or take fight well I should say if when that fight gets booked uh, and who wins it I think the loss will be a little more damaging for Cater actually surprisingly because Holloway has the name He's in that championship sphere where I think we know the UFC loves to give title fights to to fan favorites. Usually, once you once you reach that level where you fought and, and we said this is Holloway's first title fight, uh, non-title fight, excuse me, since July, uh, June 2016, June, July 2016, either way in over four years. Uh, so he's he's someone that they're very comfortable slotting in no matter what. They've, they've given guys like Jose Aldo, Dominic Cruz uh, title fights off of losses. So I, I think Holloway actually is in that sphere where he, he it, it won't hurt him as much. Cater, unfortunately... I don't think it's fair, but I think people will view it as him, as him sort of fail, failing to to sort of uh, pass this this litmus test and and show that he's ready for the next level. I think it would put him like two fights away uh, from getting back to to a potential title shot. So I'm I actually really am leaning towards uh, Cater being hurt more if uh, if he should lose on Saturday.
1: Like you've heard so much to like about this fight. So many more stories to look at when it it comes to breaking these guys down. But let's get down to the nitty-gritty, gentlemen. Let's make our picks. Jose, we begin with you. Who leaves Eddie Hot Arena with the victory between Max Holloway and Calvin Cater in that big brain of yours?
2: I have a feeling that I will be speaking with the winner, Max Holloway after Saturday night and I think Calvin Cater's is awesome and I don't think it's I think it's going to be one of those fights where we've said it before like the loser gains the loser is still a winner. It's going to be one of those fights. I think he's going to have a very phenomenal showing. I think this his 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 skill set he brings matches up very well with Max especially for an exciting fight. I just think Max is the better fighter. I There is a legitimate argument that Max Holloway won both fights against Alexander Volkanovsky. Obviously, the second fight, the vast majority think he wins. The first fight, I scored for Volkanovsky. The second fight, I'm pretty 50-50. I've watched it a few times, and I can't make up my mind. Uh, At the time, watching it live. I scored for Volkanovski, but I've gone back and forth a lot since rewatching it. So I just think Max could very well be the best featherweight in the world. Uh, it's just unfortunate that a couple of judges didn't see it that way against Alexander Volkanovski. Uh, but I think Calvin Cater is gonna isn't gonna lose any momentum uh, in with the loss. I don't think he's gonna lose any rankings. I think he's gonna gain a lot of fans, and I think moving forward, even in a loss. Cal, this is not the last time Calvin Cater is going to headline a fight, and by no means do I ever see him not challenging for the title. I think he's a future title contender right now. I just think Max is the best featherweight in the world.
1: AK, I know your prediction piece is out now on MMAfighting.com, but for those who would rather hear you speak and wax poetically your pick on this program, the floor is yours, sir. Who wins tomorrow? Yeah
0: yeah i I gotta go holloway too he's i I don't know he's at least one of the two best featherweights in the world in my eyes still uh so this is it's on cater not just you know he's not just fighting for a title fight here he's fighting to break into that top two that top three uh Again, some may argue he's done enough already. He's he, the results have been really impressive over, over the last few years. He's got he's got first round finishes against really tough guys. So if people think he's a top three uh, featherweight now, uh, just based on talent and 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 what they you know the eye test. I wouldn't blame them. But for me, you have to take that spot. That, that's not a spot that you can just that you can just get based on fan opinion and uh, unless you run off some crazy you know ten fight win streak and you just don't get a chance to you know to face someone like Holloway. But he is getting that chance on Saturday. So it's fun to speculate you know and say and say yes this for sure I, I know for sure this guy's ready to make that leap i i just can't do that yet um i i holloway has looked looks he looked so good in the last volkanovsky fight even the first fight which i'm i'm fairly convinced he lost it's not like he got blown out you know this might be this sort of thing we're talking about where he doesn't watch fights uh and that might have cost him in the first volkanovsky fight because it certainly didn't cost him the second fight he looked very familiar with uh, what Alexander, with what Alexander Volkanovsky was bringing to the table in their rematch, and and like Ed, like uh, Jose said, a lot of people thought he won. It, it was a really close fight, uh, and 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 he did. He had the most damaging uh, strikes of the fight. That's that's a fact. Uh, but did he win on the score system? That's another story altogether. So yeah, leaning towards Holloway. Just skill wise, I I just don't see anyone uh, that's better than him other than Volkanovsky. So I, I'm not ready to pick against him yet.
1: <sighs> this is a tough one because. Max has the experience. He's fought in nothing but title fights for the past four years. Plus, I love cater's reference about, you know, if we were in high school, I'd be the senior and he'd be the freshman. Like, I I just think that's great, just considering the age and just a good apt comparison. But DC has famously said many times that there are levels to this game and some people lead on that when making their picks for this fight and Calvin Cater continues to get better he was probably the MVP of the featherweight division in 2020 Max is ready, Calvin is ready that face off earlier today was phenomenal but there's one thing that sticks out to me in this fight that not a lot of people are talking about a big narrative heading in is Max Holloway is the volume guy he'll keep bringing that volume from start to finish but a big maybe even a bigger question is what happens when somebody else brings volume to him When he faces fighters that land at a higher volume, he struggled. Volkanovski, not once but twice. Dustin Poirier brings that volume as well. He struggled against Dustin Poirier. And even though Max gets a lot of praise for being a volume guy, Cater's a volume guy too, and he's underrated in that sense. Plus, he's bigger than Max, which doesn't happen that often. And he's got the power advantage too. So while it is a tough pick, and if you listen to the On to the Next One 2021 prediction show, I have no choice anyways i'm doing it but uh i'm going with uh i'm going with the new england cartel i'm going with calvin all to get it done at we'll see how it goes but uh i i just love the fight <laughs> yeah i think i think it's calvin's time i see that look in his eyes i think he gets it done it's a great fight though it's gonna be really close either way but uh that's that co-made event it's finally happening gentlemen carlos condit versus matt brown at 170 pounds i don't care if this fight was booked 10 years ago five years ago or gets booked five years from now my level of excitement is high no matter what so ak we'll start with you here especially after hearing what these guys had to say at their media days what are your thoughts on this fight that we're going to finally see tomorrow night i'm thrilled or this afternoon. is look this
0: is i'm thrilled this is yeah we got to keep reminding people afternoon show guys afternoon <laughs> show not not, a, not an evening show as usual uh i'm thrilled because th- this is why you keep guys this is why when we saw some of the releases like yoel romero uh and even a juicy formiga like you want to have high level guys around in the ufc so that someday sometime these matches can materialize right it, it's it's they're never going to do a legends league Uh, But this is sort of one of those unofficial matchups that we would put in that bracket because wins and losses, they could both be on six fight losing streaks. And I would love to see Carlos Condit uh, and Matt Brown fight. But as it is, Condit actually recently snapped a losing streak, which was nice to see with a very, very convincing performance. Uh, Matt Brown, unfortunately, is coming off that loss to Baeza. But again, like I said, it doesn't matter. This is a fight that... People who have been who like have been watching the sport for a long time, if I and, and may have tuned out. If I told some of my friends who have sort of phased out of a, of the, M, the hardcore MMA fandom, if I told them, by the way, guys, you know, remember Carlos C- Condit, Natural Born Killer, and Matt Brown, they're fighting this Saturday. I there's a lot of people who would tune in, uh, and again, it being on ABC. You combine that. There's definitely a lot of people who I think uh, a lot you drag a lot of casual interest. I'm not saying either guy was ever like the biggest mainstream draw, but there is that audience of uc fans who you know don't quite keep up the product that like they used to, who will come back for this fight. Stylistically, it is just it's a dream. It's a dream. It is no more matching up Condit with grapplers and submission specialists. I don't know where why we had that little stretch there where that was happening. No one wanted to see that. uh We have two guys who, yes, they know I know they're both well-rounded fighters, but they want to stand and fight. They want They want to go for that uh, fight of the night bonus or that performance bonus. Uh, so awesome, awesome co-main event. Really, really great booking by the UFC matchmakers here. Jose, what do you think of this fight?
2: This fight rules. Uh, like you said, it, 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 it doesn't matter when this fight is booked. This fight absolutely rules. Uh, I, I was sold on this fight when they were supposed to fight on UFC on Fox nine. I was sold on this fight when they were supposed to fight on UFC on Fox. I can't even remember the number. It was supposed to be the Justin Ga- or Dustin Justin Gaethje card in in. Uh, in uh, 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 glendale arizona uh and i'm sold on this in 2021 all the way out here in abu dhabi i wish it was five rounds but i don't think this is gonna go five rounds My, uh matt brown in his words say he cannot envision a scenario where he doesn't dominate carlos condon which is you love to hear it. you love to hear any fighter that's confident especially a fighter of matt brown's caliber who's seen everything carlos condon disagrees he says quote i'm gonna f up matt brown i'm gonna finish matt brown i tend to agree with Carlos Condon. He's lost a higher competition than Matt Brown. I think he's just looked better uh, than Matt Brown throughout his career. Matt Brown has been an absolutely phenomenal fighter. He's one of the best uh, welterweights of all time. He's one of the most uh, more unheralded fighters at 170 pounds because he's fought a who's who at that division. Carlos Condon is one of, I think, one of the five best welterweights who has ever stepped into the UFC octagon. And, he sh- and, and, he beat Robbie Lawler. I don't care what anyone else said. He beat Robbie Lawler. So uh, I think Carlos Condit beats Matt Brown. Uh, I'm not confident whatsoever. I just think he has more tools, better array of striking, a better way array of submission. We've seen Matt Brown get head kicked. We've seen Matt Brown get submitted. Matt Brown has also knocked down, submitted a lot of guys too. I just think it's Carlos Condit right now. Uh, it's his last fight in his contract. He's going to want to put on a good showing. Matt Brown is even talking about retirement right now. I just think... In the year of our Lord, 2021, Carlos Kahn is a better fighter than Matt Brown. And this fight rules
1: this is a very special fight and you and you sort of touch on jose because regardless of how it plays out tomorrow afternoon this could be the last time we see either of these guys in the ufc matt brown like you said he's been talking about retirement something he thinks about often concerns with long-term damage even referenced our own Steve morocco's piece on spencer fisher when discussing yeah. that Condit, last fight of his deal so this is definitely something to keep an eye on very interesting story heading in but uh jose's going with the natural born killer A.K. are you with them or are you, are you picking matt brown yeah, I mean,
0: I'm um, going with Carlos Condit, sort of for the same reasons I I uh, I picked Max Holloway. I just feel like uh, when i I've, you know we've watched, we've seen both guys a lot. Uh, they're <clears throat> this is uh, combined. They're over 40 UFC fights, so we know what we're getting from them. And, and I do think Condit is the higher level fighter. Uh, he is the better striker. If this stays on the feet, again, even even on the ground, I, I would I would see them that being a little bit more of a stalemate. Uh, so. So for me, it's it's Condit all the way. Uh, I do wish again, uh, like Jose said, that this was a five rounder. I think it's one of those fights because I think it's going to go the distance. So I am that. That's sort of how I differ in my prediction. I do think it'll be Condit by decision, uh, and I and I think we'll be wanting they'll be slugging it out to the end. And we'll be one of those things like, man, this should be, this should be two more rounds. You know, this should have been a, a fight night main event Uh or someday in the future. uh, The UFC will realize that it's, you know, it's possible to have five round co-main events, especially when, uh, when it's a fun matchup like this one. So uh yeah, uh, no disrespect to Matt Brown. Again, the, the most uh, tenured uh, welter, I believe he's setting the record uh, w- when he walks in the cage on Saturday for the most UFC welterweight appearances uh, and he's had a hell of a career and and what a great moment it would be uh, if we did see uh, maybe not a dual retirement, but like, uh, you know, if, if Con uh, is, he's a free agent, decides to leave, if Brown decides to retire for good, if that is the last time we see both guys in the UFC, uh, what what a nice uh, sentimental moment that would be. Uh, and again, another cool thing that they could say uh, happened on, on the first ufc show on abc so I'm, I'm hoping that doesn't happen you know uh, part of me i'm hoping the guys have good health uh and uh you know if they want to retire that's great but as a fan i still want to see the guys fight more And if that means kind of going to the pfl or bellator or uh, rising something like that i'm i'd be all for that but we could have ourselves a moment on saturday
1: yeah uh, I love the heat between these two guys at this point in their careers. I think it's great, but I'm going to lean Condit as well, just because I think he's just got better movement overall. I think he's going to use that in this fight, and who knows? Maybe we maybe we see for the first time ever like a patient, methodical Matt Brown. I don't think we will, but I, I think it's more likely that if Matt wins, he's going to catch it with a big shot early. That absolutely could happen, but I feel like Condit's going to stick and move a bit more. He'll fight not not a safe fight but a much more technical fight uh brown typically a killer be kill kind of a guy we love that about him but i think i'm gonna leave carl uh, lean with carlos condit close decision he gets it done uh this is obviously a really deep card especially in the main card we got the return of santiago take taking on Li Jing liang first fight since november 2018 for Ponzanibio under the radar story for sure heading into tomorrow uh jose let me just ask you real quick Nibio's health issues very Well documented The guy's gone through hell and back to get to this point To get back into the octagon When he hit the scales How did he look? He looked like he had a Mr. Beat Uh, He
2: came in 171. He was the last one to weigh in, but it's not like he went down all the way to the wire. Uh, He weighed in with 30 minutes left. He was all smiles. Uh, He seemed genuinely happy to be doing media at the media day. He didn't seem to care who he was fighting. He said he would have fought Francis Ngannou if they'd offered him. So, Uh, yeah, he's in a good place right now. Uh, he didn't look sucked out it didn't look like he was in any r- sort of rough shape whatsoever so I don't know what it'll look like when he steps into the octagon that remains to be seen because I think ring ring rust affects certain people differently than others especially people that that have that are coming off a bone infection but in terms of how he looked on the scale it looks like he hasn't missed a be he was absolutely all smiles uh, for me it was this mo- it was this afternoon for you it was in the morning. <laughs>
0: Yeah. yeah, he was in. He looked like he was uh, in incredible shape, uh, and, and we were kind of saying, "Oh, is he coming in last for everything?" And, and I think I think we just he he just chose to to come in last. He was he's in incredible shape, uh, and then at the stare downs, he, he had a nice little shout out to uh, Diego Maradona, R.I.P. of course, and um, uh, him and, and they had a little unfurled little flag. So his he he looks literally again. And if anyone's been reading the stories about what he's gone through, he literally looks like a man with a new lease on life. Uh, so we could see him fighting with a certain uh, joie de vivre on Saturday.
1: Yeah, I think he, if he's even a piece of what he was before he the, the like after the Neil Magny win, they could use him. 170 needs needs some movement right now and I think he could be a, a very interesting piece to this puzzle. That's a great fight. We got the return of Joaquin Buckley, the knockout of the year man against Alessio De Chirico, undefeated prospects trap collide,
0: fight. trap fight. That's a trap, trap fight for Buckley. I'm, uh, I'm picking Buckley but that's that trap fight. I think De D- right. Chirico is it's better than I know. He's three straight. Line. He's I think he's better than people think. I, I am picking a Buckley win, but I don't know. I don't know if it's a walkover like the matchmakers think.
2: It's definitely not a walkover because Jericho is a absurdly tough. Like walking around, yeah. <laughs> has some he's knockout so well artists, around. but. Like- I didn't get to ask him because Buckley didn't really seem like he wanted to be doing much media Media Day, but I was like, what's it going to be like fighting a guy who just continues to be there in front of you? So uh, I'm very curious to see a uh, fighter of walking Buckley's power fight a guy who can take an absurd amount of damage in Alessio DiCirico.
1: And a really good counterpuncher too, which is going to make things oh, yeah. pretty interesting in that fight. Uh, but I, I love the, the the main card opener between Puna Soriano and Dusko Todorovic. Good God almighty. Undefeated prospects. That is a crazy fight. But it's under the radar time, Jose, before we let you uh, catch some Zs on this crazy day <laughs> on Fight on Fight Island 7 Eve. What's the fight on this card that has you excited that nobody's really talking about? Mm.
2: The Soriano fight, Dusko Todorovic rules. It's because I love when undefeated fighters match up, and Dusko Todorovic is low-key. A very fascinating individual because he's doing his thesis right now uh, in Serbia, and when I asked him about it, he said, no comment, doesn't want to talk about it. Carlos Felipe, Justin Toffa is going to be a fun fight. Justin Toffa is obviously from uh, a part of the world that's kind of uh, taking the MMA world by storm right now in the Australia New Zealand uh, in, in Australia, New Zealand, uh, Carlos Felipe was—he he obviously wasn't a massive star coming out of Fight Island. But for people who are here on site, he had a very interesting uh, post-fight press conference. Like he beat—I believe he beat Jorgen de Castro, if I'm not mistaken. They had a lot of uh, heat going into that fight. I think a lot of people picked de Castro to win. Felipe won, and then he called out some guys. I don't know if he, he didn't get the fight he wanted to, but he, I think he used his mic time well. So I remember leaving that press conference looking forward to his next fight not that not because i thought he was a world champion or a world beater but just because he he gets it like you know when you interview guys they just get it they know how to use their fight time they know they know how to use their mic time they know how to get people interested in their fight and he just especially our game Cruz, cruise uh, he translated a lot of what he was saying it just made me interested to see him watch watch him fight again uh so i'm very interested in carlos felipe uh Zawad is a fun fight Sam Maris, uh is one of the more uh in- interesting uh interviews will get canada's own like i'm sure ak lee will say vanessa Mello actually made weight so that's the first win for her i think she's still looking for her first ufc win if i'm not mistaken so uh not the deepest card in terms of like Fights that jump out of the uh, jump off the page, but if I had to really pick one, I'm gonna leave a specific one for A.K. Lee. I think the featured prelim fight. That's why I didn't say it because he's been talking about this man for probably more than anyone else I've ever met. Uh, so I'm gonna go with the Carlos Felipe Justin Taffe fight for the prelims for my pick for fights to circle.
1: A.K. put it on a tee
0: for you. Go ahead. Well wait. I talk about Phil Haas. Uh, Phil Haas's brother hates me apparently uh, for. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh he, he hates him so much that he came on screen and muted ak's mic <laughs>
0: oh no hello hello hey hello?
1: he's back he's back yeah
0: yeah yeah, definitely on my end, I was seeing no output on my thing. Sorry, I was saying uh, someone claiming I believe to be Phil Haas's brother uh, just DM'd me and was not happy with me saying that uh, Haas has take, had taken like such a such a difficult, unlikely road uh, to the UFC. Had so many stops and starts with the Ultimate Fighter. He didn't make it through there. Didn't make it to Contender Series. But none of that stuff matters. Phil Haas's brother is right. None of that stuff matters. He had an incredible debut in his uh in 2020 incredible UCU. I believe his was, he was under 20 seconds I think he got the finish so that was freaking awesome so yes uh Phil Haas and Nazardin uh, Imabov uh, great great fight and I and again like I said about uh about the uh Dikiriko fight people don't sleep on Imabov he's really good but uh as excited as I am for that fight and as much as deserving as it is of the featured prelims spot uh I actually am the, the two fights I did also want to talk about uh Jose picked Felipe Tapa which I agree and I love they weigh in. These are big boy heavyweights, guys. These aren't. These aren't little. These yeah, aren't yeah, tall yeah. games. <laughs> big boys. Amperage Felipe, boy. Felipe two sixty four. Tafa two sixty five. That's what we like to see in the heavyweight division. Uh, but no, I really uh, the one that's really really flying under the radar. Uh, Zavada and uh, Amiv. I think uh, Zavada because his his UFC results so far have been a little uneven. People are kind of forgetting he was putting in work in KSW. He's a really exciting fighter, um, and he just beat Abubakar uh, Nurmagomedov, who's actually a pretty highly touted prospect. He beat him inside of a round in Russia, so that was uh, that was a huge. And then. Lost to Li Jing Liang, no shame in that. Li Jing Liang is uh, obviously a, a top a welterweight, and uh, Danny Roberts split decision, very good fight. So I like that. And Amiv is is a guy who, don't be surprised if we're hearing him in the welterweight title picture in 2020. Maybe not this year, but in 2022, it's a, it's a very stacked division. He's a really good fighter. He does need a signature win. He, he's he's beaten guys around his level and below his level uh, in the OC. But I think Zavada is the right matchup for him right now. So. Uh, i like both guys and again same with zavada zavada can go on a run and i think people will it almost be like a uh, like a jan blachowicz thing it's like coming from ksw and like having a bit of a slow start and then you realize holy cow this guy's like really talented uh and and, and could be uh, again a future contender himself so that one no i feel like nobody's talking about it and could be one of the better fights of saturday night
1: i'm going i'm gonna kind of piggyback off uak i'm going with the return of phil haas i mean the knockout 254 was in 18 seconds. The fight was over. It was violent. He's got himself a step up, though. Nasraddin of off has won six in a row. Fascinating fight. It's lined very closely. The odds makers have I'm of off is, is is a plus 130 underdog right now. So Vegas is looking at it as a very close fight. I'm looking at it as a very close fight. Uh, we'll see how Phil Haas can follow up his highlight reel stoppages from 2020. But it all goes down tomorrow. Just a reminder, once again prelim start at noon Eastern Standard Time on ESPN Plus in the US 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time main card simulcast on ESPN Plus and ABC which is very very cool uh, we'll have our pre-fight show Q&A like we did last month we introduced that you guys are digging it we had fun with it that's going to go down at 1130 a.m. Eastern Time we'll chat with all of you answer questions and get everyone fired up for the event Jose of course we'll have all the backstage interviews with the winners press conferences etc I have a special guest lined up for the post-fight show tomorrow night so stay tuned for that and with that said we put a bow on our first preview show of the new year for jose young's get some sleep my man alex K. Lee. i am mike Keck. thank you all for watching we'll see you tomorrow afternoon you're listening to the vox media podcast network first thing in the morning as soon as you wake up the to-do list starts